This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Let's go! And you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. As always, I'm stoked to be here and to be your ticket to awesome arts experiences in Kirikiriroa and beyond. Now, I'm going to kick things off by immediately addressing the elephant in the room, the elephant in the episode, the elephant that's basically in the whole country and arts community. COVID-19. COVID-19 is heavily impacting on live creative events and people's ability to attend said events. It's really hard for everyone right now and I'm going into this episode with all those who work in the events and entertainment industry on my mind and in my heart. Over the past month so many projects have been heavily impacted by COVID-19 and so I really do hope that um, everyone's doing okay and that you're all taking some time to keep being creative in these interesting times, whether you're a creator, a producer, an audience member, tech crew, whatever it is, whoever you are, it's rough and um, I'm here for you. And with support for the arts on my mind, um, I've... I'm actually really proud to say that I've managed to wangle myself a contactless interview with friend of the show, Nick Walsh of Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival and Never Project Space fame. Uh, He's here to talk about HGAF's crowdfunding campaign, which has just launched. Um, So big time to support the arts right now, fam. But uh, I'll be back with Nick uh, and all the fundraising fun after this track, which uh, I want to kick the show off with because it's really been getting me through level three and serving up some super positive vibes. This is uh, the Cold Heart Remix by Alton John featuring Dua Lipa and Pinal.
heart done by you Some things look better, baby Just passing Cold Heart by Elton John. Fun fact, this is actually one of the few singles that Elton has released from his upcoming album, The Lockdown Sessions, where he remotely collaborated with a number of artists around the globe. Right now, I'm taking a leaf out of Elton's book and remotely collabing with a local creator, producer and festival director, Nick Walsh. Kia ora, Nick. Kia ora, Anna. How are you going? Uh, Not too bad, you know, just um, chilling in my bubble. Yeah. recording my show with you remotely it's a mood I can't complain yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's the new mood yeah but no how are things with you mate very well yes no I can't I can't really complain I mean everyone's going through the COVID-19 thing but um I feel like it this lockdown's worked timing wise has hasn't been the worst just because I've had quite a lot of work on anyway so I don't think I would have been up to much really so that's been kind of nice. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like people are a lot more responsive in terms of like emailing and, and stuff like that during lockdowns. It's easier to get hold of people. So so that's kind of cool. True, yeah, because you can't be like, oh, I was out of the office because yeah. just everywhere is the office. We're all in our office continually. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're kind of having a good level three. It's rough out there for us um, yeah. creatives. So I, yeah. I'm glad that, that you're doing well. And um, you've been busy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, working on, on a few projects, but yeah, m- mostly the, the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival program for next year. So, like, we'll start with HGAF. Let's, let's start, Chill, with uh, the kind of when, where, what it is for anyone out there who hasn't um, heard or attended the festival uh, in the past. Yeah, sure. So the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival has been running for over 20 years now so it's 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 a bit of an institution i suppose like you can think of it as the hamilton's hamilton's arts festival so you know most cities have an arts festival and um, the hamilton gardens arts festival is hamilton's version of that um it's primarily held in the hamilton gardens as you might imagine from from the name um but we've also in recent years um We've also been doing shows uh, in the CBD and around other places, including venues like Clarence Street Theatre, The Meteor, as you know, um, Waikato Museum, Never Project Space. Yeah, uh, we're sort of spreading out across the city, which is which is really cool. And, and that's, I suppose, the one of the broad aims of the festival is to really um, 
Yeah, to to make a, a big mark on on the city and for it to feel over the couple of weeks that the festival runs that the that the whole city is very much involved in in the festival. And yeah, I mean, with that kind of just listing off the venues alone, it sounds like you guys are well on your way um, to achieving that goal. I mean, I guess you've already achieved it. This year's um, festival, twenty twenty one festival, was. Um, a bit of a hit to s I I'm gonna I'm gonna make that claim. It was a hit by all means. In terms of take, you know, lots of stuff happening in other places. Like I feel was it the biggest uh the biggest one, the one with the most alternative locations? Um yeah, I think I think potentially in terms of, of in terms of venues, yeah. Um it was slight the the previous year, so the twenty twenty event was maybe Pretty close, pretty close to it in terms of that, um, and we definitely had more going on in 2020. But this year, obviously, because of the COVID situation, um, the festival was scaled down quite significantly. And you know, obviously, like <clears throat> the chances of getting overseas acts involved uh, in a festival during a global pandemic is quite tricky. Um, but yeah, this year really was like a very successful, like one of the most successful um, festivals we've done financially speaking. Um, so that was great. And we were very, very lucky to be able to squeeze it in um, in between lockdowns, essentially. So we did have to cancel the last day of the festival, which was a shame, but all in all, just incredibly lucky in terms of timing, because a lot of um, other festivals and sort of, I guess, like events of, of this scale, um, we're not able to go ahead this year or have been postponed indefinitely or even just completely canned because it's such a tricky time. Um, to be organising events during a during the COVID situation, yeah. During the situation, yeah. yeah. Well, despite, you know, you, you talk about how you guys managed to, you know, get the 2021 festival kind of in, in between lockdowns, only the mm. last day of the festival was impacted. But yeah. in terms of the kind of run-on run on impact that um, COVID-19 has had on the festival, even though it's not running, is still evident, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just very tricky. Like logistically speaking, like if you're a touring band or you're touring a theatre show, there's just so much involved in, in planning and, and obviously even being able to get together to rehearse can be very tricky. You'd have to do a socially distanced rehearsal if, if you're even able to do that at all. And then, you know, planning a tour or planning to play any sort of show it takes months of planning and then if the venue can no longer open, you know, there's just all this sort of carry on and a snowball effect from the pandemic. And then I guess to speak more specifically to the festival and to other venues and presenters of the arts, um, you know, a, lo a lot of the funding that, that, that makes it, makes us able to be able to do the festival every year um, has been sort of redirected um because of the COVID situation so for example you know like you might see <clears throat> festivals and venues that would usually get a lot of funding money every year now no longer getting it because that money's going towards artists who have been hit by the pandemic which is all very of course like very valid and um there's you know it's just a, a very tricky time and um money's tight for everyone so yeah on on our end like we were definitely hit pretty hard by that because Basically, the way the festival works is we're a charitable trust, so we're completely funded by um, 
you know, traditional funding bodies like Creative New Zealand and and also local businesses and sponsors. So um, that that has t- made a huge impact on the festival this year, for sure. And particularly, obviously, over the last month with with the latest lockdowns. Yeah, the latest. Yeah, yeah the very latest, yeah. It's, it's difficult to keep track, you know, because... Mm-hmm. It used to be 2020 lockdown and 2021 lockdown, but now we're in like phase two of 2021. And I'm like, there needs to be a system for me. Um, But no, and especially like right now, this is where you guys start really getting cracking on getting everything sorted for the next festival. So HGAF 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's evident that you guys are because you've managed to launch a crowdfunding campaign in the middle of, like, lockdown 2.0 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, <clears throat> yeah, you're right in, in that um, this is the time of year where we're really trying to basically lock in the festival program and line up for, for next year. Um, so we have our dates locked in for next year, which is uh, February 18th to the 27th. And this is the time where, yeah, we've been working really hard to curate the festival and and to get everything locked in. And then having the the, the lockdown 2.0, as you say, happen right bang smack in the middle of that is definitely less than ideal. So essentially we found ourselves um, facing a, a shortfall in funding for the festival um, a pretty significant one. Um, we were already down on on funding just because of the ramifications of COVID. And then um, just this recent lockdown was sort of the nail in the coffin, I suppose, of, of that. And we're short, you know, over $100,000, basically. So that happened a few weeks ago. Um, and then we had a meeting with the board of the festival and, you know, we were looking at our options and one very real option would be to cancel next year's festival. Um, just because timing wise, it's, it's, it's very tricky to know what's going to happen with the COVID situation There's obviously, you know, the only certainty is uncertainty in this sort of situation. And, but we very quickly um, decided that we did want to give the festival another push. Um, and so the board and everyone and the team involved with the festival went to local businesses, council, and tried to rally support. And after a, a mammoth effort over the last few weeks, we we're actually very close to closing that gap. Um, so the crowdfunding campaign is just an effort to get that little bit more that we're short of over the line. Um, and basically, we've, we're, we're optimistic that the festival is going to go ahead, like we're planning for it to go ahead. And that's, that's the spirit of the campaign. We just need like a, a little extra help to... To seal the deal. Yeah, make those ends meet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so exactly. the campaign's um, being run through Boosted NZ, which is a crowdfunding platform that exists. Well, actually, it used to exist solely for creative projects to crowdfund, but yeah. I, they've recently branched out into sports as well, which I'm like. Right, yeah, well, yeah, okay. More, more the merrier. And so um, yeah. you guys launched that on like the 8th of um, October, right? That's right. I think. Yeah. So, so it's not too long ago. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty um, fresh out the gate. And actually, I haven't actually checked in um, to see how you guys were tracking today. Yeah, um, we're, I just checked earlier and I think we're close to 20% of our goal, which is great. That's so, yeah, not too bad. Great progress. Yeah, yeah for three great. days. And yeah, yeah, that's great. Actually, I just, but before we go into how Boosted works, I just want to ask you what your target is because I just think it's a really cool idea how you've done it. Sure, sure. So our target is is $20,000. Um, it's, it's actually a little more than that because um, Boosted take, I think, about 10% of that. So it's like 22000 or something. But essentially, we'll, we'll get $20,000. Um, and the campaign runs for just over a month. So I think November 8th, will be the last day that people can donate. Um, and I guess another thing that's worth pointing out is the way that Boosted works is that it's an all or nothing um, campaign platform. So if we don't get to 20,000, uh, all the money that people have donated will go back to them. So we have, we have essentially we have to hit that target or, uh, you know, we don't get any of the money. I mean, um, I imagine but, it's quite motivating from your end of the campaign, like being, yeah. you know, in charge of like, promoing the campaign and getting people to donate having that either make it or it's gone yeah I think so I think it makes a lot of sense like I can see why they would set it up that way um and yeah we're uh, talking to people in the community over the last few weeks about the festival like I'm quite I feel like there's a lot of goodwill around it um so yeah we're we're I'm feeling pretty optimistic that that will hit the goal but you know I'm knocking on on my desk knocking on all of the wood <laughs> yeah, yeah. all, all <laughs> I, of the wood i feel like i just on. did that so loudly but you know <laughs> we got to do what we got to do in level three and i'm doing it for right. hf thank um, you it's absolutely necessary yeah i mean i could also donate that would be potentially more necessary than me back <laughs> my desk um, look you're talking you're talking to me about it on the radio so that that counts too also counts, yeah. So your goal is $20,222 for HGAF 22, right. which right. I just think is a really cool, like there's a lot of twos and I'm super there yeah. for it. Yeah, that was, that was a big part of the of this, this campaign is just getting all those twos in there somehow, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and now we've got some twos in there on That's the Ticket, which is also important for the campaign so you've got about a month to hit that target you're at 20 percent. there's another two in there yeah um people can donate as little or as much as they want there's no like limitations there no yeah absolutely not so if you want to donate two dollars by all means donate two dollars um and i think like it is (laughs) Oh yeah (laughs) better still yeah um but yeah like it is it's a numbers game right so like i you know if if 200 people donate 50 dollars, you know we're we're close to being there so honestly like genuinely any amount is is very welcome um and i know like it's a very tricky time um financially for a lot of people and like working in the arts and having a lot of friends that are artists like everyone's struggling so like it is a little bit of an ethical conundrum sometimes to think about doing a, a crowdfunding campaign in a time like this, but yeah, um, I just think there's a, a lot of goodwill. And as I say, like $2 is great. And and if you can't donate, like that's absolutely fine. If you want to share the page on Facebook, 
you know or just let people know about it that's that's also great so yeah yeah so if you're listening to this right now and you have a like internet connected device while you're listening to nick and i just yarn about (laughs) the awesomeness of fundraising um, yeah. I would recommend typing in booster.org.nz and then searching Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival and you should be able to find um, the campaign that we're talking about. And in true like Hannah Mooney from That's the Ticket Fashion, I will be uh, posting the link to the campaign page with the podcast of this episode. So we're all covered. And um, I don't want to jinx it, even though I've like punched a hole in my desk already. Punching <laughs> wood, But um. If you guys hit your target before the campaign ends, can people still donate or is it just capped at the amount you're aiming for? That's a great question. Um, So Boosted let you uh, set what they call a stretch goal. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what happens when, if we exceed our target of 20,000, we have a stretch goal of 30,000. And, you know, obviously it would be incredible if we were able to to get to that or even close to that. And I <clears throat> I believe that after we've we've exceeded that 20 grand, um, it's no longer an all or nothing campaign. So we would get any amount over 20,000, whether it's 25,000 or 29,000, um, that would all that would all come to us. So yeah, that would be incredible. But but let's see. And again, knocking on wood and, and all that stuff. Yeah, no, let's let's just aim to uh save this festival and save summer because I really feel like um, kind of summertime in Kirikiriroa w- mm. wouldn't hit the same without um, HGAF. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, though, and I, I do think like by February um, and again, um, n- knocking on wood and all that, I think by February with the COVID situation, like as I understand it, there'll be a vaccination certificate sort of situation whereby people will have to show that they're vaccinated in order to to get into any big festival events so I think having that system in place will um, cool a lot of people's anxiety around going out to events in COVID because I I think it's it's just a tricky time like for presenters but also as an audience like I can understand why people would feel anxious about the prospect of like being in close quarters with a lot of people at a show Um, so I think just having that Knowing that we've got a few months up our sleeve before the festival's going ahead, um, it gives it gives the government time and presenters time to to figure out how it's going to work. And I think by February, that'll all be pretty much in place and hopefully almost the norm. So yeah, yeah, I think that's an excellent point you make because as you know, someone who works in events also, as soon as we go into like lockdown or level three or whatever, we spend the whole time in like. Like even in level two, we spend the whole time being like, okay, how can we make this work? How we, how can we make the show go on? Yeah. And it's not until like the events on you, like, oh my gosh, what if no one comes? Like, yeah. it's a really weird time <clears throat> to be sitting. Um, you know, if you're in a venue in the dark, surrounded by strangers, or even say HGAF sitting in yeah. sunlight, surrounded by people you don't know. It's just a really weird yeah. vibe for attending events as well. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, you can, there's only so much you can do in terms of making it comfortable and, you know, and obviously adhering to the guidelines of, of whatever level you're at. And like you say, at the end of the day, people are also just gonna, gonna sort of mitigate their actions and and how comfortable they feel around going out based on it. So there's only so much you can do and it's just, 
it's completely understandable that some people, if you're feeling anxious about it, you know, like if you already kind of lean towards being an anxious person, this situation is pretty terrifying, you know, and I, I completely sympathize with, with people who feel a little weird about going out, but um, there's only so much you can do, you know, you can make it as comfortable as possible for people. And we hope that they'll come out and see the merit in supporting um, venues and artists during this time. Well said. And um, <laughs> to make all this happen, donate to um, Hamilton Guns Arts Festival's boosted campaign to make um, HGAF 2022 happen. Um, I think I'm going to take a hot minute, I'm going to play a track, um, give Nick a bit of a break. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, it is with great pleasure that I introduce a um, song that was actually given to me from one of my bubble buddies, uh, my boyfriend, Jeremy. Uh, this is Somebody's Talking by the Preachers.
chairs. Not bad. Um, I'll, I'll give it to you there. But um, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and a special guest, friend of the show. I feel like this is your like fourth or fifth appearance. Uh, Nick was- from HGAF is here. Yeah, nice to be here. Yeah, I was thinking about that before I jumped on the call. It's um, it's definitely not my first time at, at the the rodeo. No, but I feel like this is the first time we've we've done an interview like this. That's true. Yes, yeah. that's true. But you know, I feel like we're gonna be better people for it. I'm glad to be on this journey with you. Thank you. Yes, I feel very comfortable, and you know, it's always a good time. I, I don't feel any nervousness talking to you because we've yeah we've we've chatted quite a few times so yeah we we got good vibes we we chat off air sometimes too which is quite nice (laughs) um but uh no nick has just been giving me uh the download on hamilton guns arts festivals boosted fundraising campaign uh which is running now on uh boosted.org.nz they've got a 20k fundraising goal they've got about a month to do it if they don't hit it then they lose all their money high stakes high reward big mood save the festival <laughs> vibes and um i i figured kind of since we've gone well into fundraising and boosted i want to take a step back and um talk about the uh hgaf team yeah <clears throat> so obviously uh We've got you, Nick. You're a co-director of the. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm technically. I think I'm technically associate director and publicist for whatever that's worth. But um, previously, so I've been involved uh, with festival for this will be my third festival. But um, originally, I was just doing helping with publicity. This year, I'm helping curate the music side of things. Um, and then to speak to the rest of the team, we have Jeff Turkington, who's the general manager and director. So, yeah, he's he's the man, he's the the boss man, and he's also curating the rest of the lineup. So we're we're working really closely together to to basically curate the whole festival. It's a really small team, so it's Jeff and I, um, and then Sam Cole is the technical director. So mm-hmm. he's the man with with the knowledge behind staging and lighting and and all that sort of magical stuff that is very, seems very abstract to me. Um, and Pip oh, Otham. Yeah, yeah. The lovely Pip Otham is our audience experience manager. So um, every year the festival relies on um, volunteers mm-hmm. to, to, to run well. Um, and so she takes care of all that side of things. Um, and yeah, we have, uh, beyond that, we have, uh, King street advertising. We work really closely with them and they assist with marketing and design. So the beautiful printed programs are designed by their team. Um, yeah. And, and beyond that, it's just local businesses, um, and, and council support that, that gets it over the line. So it really is a small, a, yeah. a small team, but a significantly sized festival. So it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of work. yeah. I'm just like you're sitting there listing like the the key people behind the operation. So you've got yourself, Jeff, Pip, mm. and Sam, and yeah. I'm like, that's four people for a whole festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of that's it, kind of um, crazy when I think about it. Um, but it's fun, and everyone involved is super lovely, and and really professional and and cool. So like, I just genuinely like feel like I'm working with like friends to make it happen and it's just it's just a super rewarding experience putting a festival on 
And obviously you've mentioned how you've been working on the festival for a few years. I know Jeff, Jeff's been on it for a couple too. Uh, yeah. Sam and Pip, are they also in the same boat as you or are they newish? Um, yeah, I think Sam, Sam's been working on the festival for about as long as me and Pip maybe a little, a little longer. Okay, so you guys, you've got that kind of team dynamic, let's do yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we've been working on a few together now, so we know each other pretty well. And it's pretty intense work, especially, like, in the couple of weeks prior to the festival and obviously during the festival, it's very much like you're there all the time and you're running around and, like, problem-solving. So you get to know each other pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, long, yeah. Long We're all really comfortable with each other, so it's, it's really fun. And um, in terms of the like the boosted campaign itself, who's like who's running that? Um, that's mostly me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's pretty. That's mostly me. Um, with obviously like with the help and input of of the board and everyone else involved in terms mm-hmm. of like actually rallying the support and like you know emailing people and calling people up and telling them about what we're doing. Um, it's all hands on deck. So yeah, yeah but yeah. And the, the reason I bring that up is because this isn't even your first boosted rodeo, is it, Nick? No, no, no. That's another rodeo I've been to a couple of times. Um, so, yeah, we I'm also involved with Never Project Space, which is an artist-run um, venue, gallery, studio space, shop in Frankton. Um, so, yeah, we did a boosted campaign last year to raise funds um, to help us maintain our space and and keep doing what what we're doing yeah. um so yeah i'm familiar with the with the, the process of crowdfunding and um it's been cool because you get a like a mentor when you do a boosted campaign so i've got the same mentor that that we had at net for the never project space one oh, so that's nice. cool. yeah so um yeah i mean boosted that's a great thing it's amazing what they do you know like it's amazing how many awesome projects have been funded through through them so yeah it's it's really cool and um, before I let you go, because I know it's a very busy time. Uh, <laughs> well, I know it's busy for you with boosted campaign and a festival to organise. But um, <laughs> I know this this last question may be a wee bit cheeky, so you're welcome to shut it down if if it's if it's asking for too much tea to be spilled on that's the ticket. But um, in terms of HGAF 2022, can I ask, are there any kind of confirm, confirmed events that you can talk about on the show? Totally fine if you can't. I ask this question <laughs> to people all the time and get no often, so it's totally chill. Uh, I wish I could I wish I could give you some details. Um, so there's some very exciting things that are, that are confirmed, um, but none that I could speak about without facing some consequences that, you know, I, I'd like to see another day, Hannah, so I'll, okay. I'll keep my lips sealed. But I, I will say that there's going to be a lot of big shows, like potentially more um, big headlining shows than there, there have been um, at previous festival events. Okay. So I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, That's uh, there's some intrigue there because, we, you know, we've spent this whole kind of segment talking about how, like, near the beginning there, you were talking about how hard it is to try and organise the festival with touring shows and stuff, and then you're saying there's going to be big stuff. Is, am I correct in assuming that there's going to be, similar to uh, the 2021 festival, there's going to be a, a large local focus with the festival? And Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's like 
I guess two things. Like one is that that's always part of the mandate of the festival is to get as much community um, artworks and artists involved as possible. So that's that's always part of it. And then I guess B, just because of the the, the situation with the with the pandemic and the lockdowns and stuff, um, it makes it pretty challenging to get works from overseas involved in the festival. So yeah, yeah there, there'll be a there'll be a big local focus. Um, and I yeah, I mean <clears throat> we've been working on the program since yeah, like it doesn't really stop after after a festival. Like pretty quickly we're we're working on the next one. So conversations with some of the artists have been going for months already. So we do have some some big things over the line. Um, yeah, but beyond that, I'm afraid I can't, I'm afraid I can't tell you much more. You'll no, have to no. wait and see. It's it's all good. That was a very like diplomatic answer and like, <laughs> bad respect because I, I always feel like you know I got to ask it because I got to give the people what they want. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, it's it's very easy for me to ask a question. You're the one who's got to answer it. Um, so <laughs> yeah. well done. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Got a future as a uh, politician ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but um, thanks for um, joining me for a corridor. I really appreciate you taking the time, mate. Oh, thank you so much. It's always it's always a pleasure. So yeah, I appreciate um, your support for the festival. And yeah, that's the ticket. Love it. Free FM. Love it. It's just such, such great supporters, and I'm the. That's all I listen to. That's the that's the station I have on in my car. So I mean, yeah. it's it's a move. I'm always There's listening. Something happening, yeah. yeah. Nick's always listening, guys. So he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll yeah. Do, donate to um their booster yeah. campaign. But yeah. um, I'm actually gonna play you out with a popular segment on the show, uh, Rick's pick, which you're well familiar with. Um, I am. So, Uncle so, Rick, right? Yeah, Uncle Rick. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so for some context, real quick, sorry, Nick, um, but I have an Uncle Rick, a uh, big fan of That's the Ticket, big fan of listening to music and radio in general. When um, he heard that I was getting my radio show, he's like, cool, I'm going to hook you up with a list. Every week you can have Rick's pick. So today we're going to have Rick's pick with Nick. Um, <laughs> and um, I've gone for a, a classic song, uh, which is Band on the Run by wings so um enjoy and cheers nick
was this week's Rick's pick, uh, Band on the Run by Wings. Not a bad pick this week, Uncle Rick. Um, I feel like I say that every week, but uh, that's a good song. I feel like there's a lot of kind of interesting shifts in uh, tone, which I vibe, and I can definitely vouch for uh, my bubble buddy, uh, Jeremy, who I've previously mentioned in this episode. He really vibes the song. So um, great mahi on that one. But you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Uh, I've just had uh, Nick Walsh from uh, HGAF uh, pop in for a cheeky interview. 
uh, cheeky contactless interview, I should um, elaborate. Um, thanks, Nick, for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you and have a yarn. And um, I genuinely do wish you and the uh, whole HGAF whanau all the best on your uh, crowdfunding journey. So donate to their boosted campaign. Um, definitely something we want to try and save for summer, the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival, that is. But uh, as we near the end of this episode of That's the Ticket, the 65th episode to be precise, um, I want to quickly jump into upcoming events or this week I should say events that have been postponed. No, but... um, Elsie uh, by Lily Empson, starting with The Meteor. So Elsie by Lily Empson was meant to be opening at The Meteor Theatre on October 7th and running until the 9th. Uh, naturally, this has been postponed um, due to Kirikiriroa still being level 3. So please watch this space and The Meteor Facebook page and website for info on when that show is going to happen. Over at Riverly Theatre... Uh, This one broke my heart a bit too, to be honest. Uh, Mamma Mia, uh, their opening weekend uh, on October 9th had to be postponed because of Level 3 again. So watch uh, the space, the music, uh, not music makers, they used to be music makers, the Hamilton Musical Theatre Facebook page for news on that. Here's hoping that these um, shows will be back up and running and on stages near you very soon. Um, over at Clarence Street, I they, I haven't seen any events um, for them for October. Uh, in November, they are meant to be having Tom Sainsbury uh, coming through to do his comedy show on the 5th of November. So let's hope that can go ahead. As always, just keep an eye out on all the um, Facebook pages and websites of your local uh, creative venues. Uh, show them some support, send them some heartfelt messages and uh, keep up to date because the general consensus is if the show can go on, it will go on. So just at different dates. Um, And I do have a lot of kind of admiration for all the local creators out there who um, are just sticking with it, postponing opening nights, just making the show happen whenever it can. Uh, and then last but definitely not least, um, Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival's Boosted um, campaign. You can find out more and donate uh, at boosted.org.nz. Just search for Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival and it uh, should come up. Uh, don't worry. I, I think I already mentioned this in the episode, but I'll also post um, the link to the HGAF Boosted campaign with the podcast of this episode on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. So if you haven't liked that, I highly recommend giving it a cheeky like. But uh, I've been Hannah Mooney. This has been That's the Ticket. And uh, hopefully next week's episode will be a different vibe. I don't know. We'll see. He waka eke noa. Kia kaha Aotearoa, we've got this, and uh, here is Roller Coaster by Bleachers. Matewa.
take it that far Some killer queen you are Now I'm running and I can't stop Anywhere I go I think about it every day and night I can't let go Man, I'm never the same We were shotgun lovers I'm a shotgun running away So come a little closer Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.